Okay, let's get started with Parshas Achremos Kedoshim, Tavshin Ayin Hey. Uh, and again, we are still uh, one week ahead of uh, our Bnei Chutz Laaretz, and we will be that way for another couple of, of weeks. But we start off Parshas Achremos with a thought from the Avodas Yom Kippurim. And the Torah describes in the beginning of Parshas Achremos, Perak Tezayin, the entire Avoda, as the Gemara explains that there is much not in the text here. One requires the Torah Shabal Peh in order to understand the exact avoda of what happens. There's even psukim that seem to be out of order. Uh, the yantiv of Torah Shabal Peh is, requires Torah Shabal Peh to understand the psukim. But one part of the avoda, uh, one of the more well-known parts, is about this two seirim, the two goats. And the Torah describes Pasuk Hey, Umeis Adas Bnei Yisrael Yikach Shnei Seirei Yizim Lachatas. From Bnei Yisrael, we take two Seirim for a Chatas Vayelachalola. And what do we do with these two Seirim? Pasuk Zayin Velakach Shnei Seirim VeHeEmid Osam Lefnei Hashem Pesach Ohel Moed. And we place, we stand, we're Maamid the Seirim in front of Hashem Pesach Ohel Moed. At the door of the Olamoid. And the question is asked, this gets us started tonight in the Mayana Shal Torah, they quote Achronim. If one of these Seirim is going to be Hukrav, and one of these Seirim is going to be taken out to the Midbar, to the Tsuk, and pushed off to be Lazazel, so what do we need the Seir Lazazel to stay in the base of Megdash and be stood Lifnei Hashem? Right? Just take one, <laughs> one is Lifnei Hashem, and one is pushed outside. Why is the one for the outside, Lazazel, also placed Lefnei Hashem? So he suggests maybe it's the same answer of the Medrash of, on the story about Eliyoh Navi and the Nevi'e Habal. We read this Haftorah a couple of weeks ago. Source number one, the Medrash Musupar, we all know the story, Eliyoh Bahar Carmel, and he builds a Mizbeach on one mountain, and the Nevi'e Habal builds a Mizbeach on the other mountain, and, and the Nevi'e Habal are given the chance first. Eliyahu Navi says, you go first, after you. Feel free to dive into your gods and to see if the uh, fire is going to come down. But before he makes that offer, the two cows are standing there and they're not moving. He says, here, take your cow. And they try to take their cow and the cow doesn't budge. And he's, they're pulling and, they're, and they're, they don't know what's going on. They say, cow, it's not moving. Eliyahu Navi all of a sudden goes and whispers something into the cow's ear, and the cow, st- the cow starts moving. And they say, what happened? What's, what's going on here? Or Bnei Yisrael asks afterwards, what's happening? So the Medrash tells us that the cow that was going to go to Nevi'e Abal, they don't want to go. What, this, is what, this is my destiny. I'm going to go to Nevi'e Abal. I'm going to go up and bring such a chil Hashem in the world to be on their Mizbeach. So what did Eliyahu Navi say? No, you don't understand. Every cow has a tachlis in life. Your tachlis is to make a kiddush Hashem in that way. Right? In a different way than was, will be achieved by the cow that I'm going to take for my Mizbeach. But, it's still a kiddush Hashem. Asha Shidlo the Obedvarim. And only after he said this, he says, Keshem Shalyadeh Apara Rishon, Yiskade Shem Shamayim, Kach Yiskade Shem Shamayim, Gamal Yado. Just like the kiddush Hashem will be by my cow, so too it'll be by the other cow. Says the Mayana Shaltorah Gam Gam Kan Seirev Hasair. So too the goat that's La Zazel every year thinks to itself, so to speak, I'm La Zazel. This is a Kiddush Hashem. I want to be Hukrav Lafnai Vilafnim. I want my blood to be sprinkled on the Aron and the Kodesh Kadashim and the Parochis. Look what else happened to me. I'm La Zazel. What do we do? We're Mamit Shneim Lafnai Hashem. Both of them are in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Both of them have a tachlis. Both of them have a purpose. V'zehu shamar ha-kasuv. Line 10. V'lakach ha-shnei ha-seirim she-yikach ho-sam b'dvarim. V'hemid ho-sam l'fnei Hashem. She-yomar lahem. Ki shneiem mu-amadim l'fnei Hashem yisparach. Both are there. Afilu gam al-yedea sa'ir ha-holech la-zazel. Even that one. Misrabe kvot shamayim. U-misrabe ratzon ha-borei. There are many ways that we could serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And there are many ways that we could bring a Kiddush Hashem. There's not only one way. There's not only one way. In extreme cases, there could be a Sir Lashem and a Sir Lazazel. But if the Lazazel is in the context of Avodah Hashem, and Hashem commanded this to be done, that's a Kiddush Hashem. 
in all areas of our life, whatever we might do. It's crucial for us to realize, to be marbek fochemayim, it comes in all different flavors and all different avenues, uh, we are able to bring Kiddush Hashem. The same idea is suggested at the beginning of the second parsha that we're going to read this Shabbos. In the beginning of Kedoshim. We know the beginning, the first two psukim in Parsha's Kedoshim. Kedoshim to you. Gather all of the congregation of Am Yisrael. And say to them, Kedoshim to you, you shall be holy. Says Rashi. Milamed, first Rashi in Kedoshim. Shenemra Parsha Zu Bahakel. This parsha was said with the entire Am Yisrael there. Because most Gufei Torah, we're going to say major concepts, major mitzvahs in this parsha, and therefore I need all of Klai Yisrael there. That's Rashi. Says Reb Zevin, all of Klai Yisrael can be Kedoshim. All of Klai Yisrael are gathered, and they hear the Tzivui, Hashem to Moshe Rabbeinu, Kedoshim Tihiyu, says Rav Zevin, yes. It's been a while. Let's get back to the words of Latorah Valamoadim. Line 1, Kedushas Yisrael, Hanimshachas mi Kedushas Hashem, Kedoshim Tihiyu, Ki Kadosh Ani. The Kedusha of every Jew flows from the Kedusha of Hashem. Kayemes Bechol Echad Ve'echad Mi Yisrael. Every Jew not only by the great, righteous, amazing Gedolei Ador, the most simple Jews, according to every Jew, based on their Madrega, based on their, their um, makeup, everybody could fulfill their Tafkid in their respective area of Kedoshim Tiyu. Bishas Matan Torah, Rav Zevin amazingly describes what happened at Har Sinai. We know Alpi Kabbalah, that every Jew received their own personal Kabbalah Satorah. The Marshal describes in his Akdama to Baba Kama, there was like a Sinor, there was a pipeline going down, the Shefa Eloki going down to every single Jew had their own pipe. Their own personal Kiddush Hashem. What does that mean? Says Rav Zevin, Nomar V'chol Ha'amro Imesakolos. Says in Yisro, the Am saw the Kobos. Every Jew. What does that mean? The Medrash tells us, he says, The Kobos split something that is humanly impossible. If I say something to five people, they're all going to hear the same thing. Because I'm only, I'm saying one source, and they all hear the same thing. But Akadosh Baruch Hu said one thing, and everybody had their own different receiving. Everyone received based on their own koach. What does that mean? He says it depends the spiritual state of each Jew. Based on that state, that was their Kabbalah Satorah. For example, Pirish Advar. Hashem says, don't murder. Lo Tirzach. So not everybody heard don't murder, but what does don't murder mean to each and every individual? Right, the lowliest person, the most wild person might hear don't kill, literally. One level down, somebody who wouldn't kill somebody else. You know what they heard at our Sinai? Don't indirectly cause your friend to be killed. Kamosha Amru Be'egla Arufa. Like we know by Egla Arufa, what do we say when we find an anonymous corpse between cities? What does a Canaan have to say? Do we really think that the Bate Dinim, the greatest judges, are murderers? We didn't. We didn't spill this blood. Of course they didn't spill this blood. We're not Choshe them. What does it mean? We know that they didn't send them out without proper provisions, without Seydah and therefore, if they had done that, that would have indirectly caused them to go out to the desert without anything and be in trouble. So that's what the next level here is. Don't cause. That's the Lotir that they heard. 
Had they sent them without proper provisions, they wouldn't be able to say, And then there are those that don't even have this. The Yesh Mishashama, line 13, below Tirzach, Masha Amru, Hamal Bepnechaveo Barabim, Kiilu Shofech Damim. Another person, it's not on their radar, any of those physical types of Lo Tirzach. So there, don't embarrass somebody. Depending on what a person's level was, that was their Kabbalah Satora. Everybody got their own personal Kabbalah Satora. And when they passed, and succeeded in passing a, a certain stage, then kilu kilu hayoms every day they would have to go up the level. So to every mitzvah and every avera Another example he says Shabbos keep Shabbos. So what does that mean? The Mishnah tells us in I think in Masechah's Demai, right in Seder Zroim. That Amea Aretz don't lie on Shabbos. You buy something during the week, you have to assume they didn't take on Shabbos or Maishris, you have to be Machmir. But on Shabbos, oh, trust them. Why? They don't, they don't uh, lie on Shabbos. Ema Shabbos Allah. That's the language of the Yerushalmi. The Ema, the, the awe of Shabbos is upon them. Like we say elsewhere, Ema's Kadshim Allah. Ema Shabbos. Valachain. Even though an Amma Aretz, a halachic Amma Aretz, is not Naaman that he took off Shumas and Maestras properly, and anyone who buys from them has to, just to be safe, remove Truma and Maeser, or at least Maeser and Shumas uh, Maeser. But if you ask him on Shabbos and he responds that he did take off, you're allowed to rely on him. Ask Rezevin, Lama Amar is Dafka Yer, the Shekhar B'Shabbos. Why? Because that's what he heard. He might not owe every Nukuda, every Diktuk Halacha of every Prat, of every Tolda, of every Malacha, but he has something. He's a Noah of something. Vidaber Davar, Shalom Yeh Dibruch Shal Shabbos, Kedibruch Shal Cho, as the Gemara says. Right, my deeper on Shabbos should be different. Every Jew received every mitzvah according to their level. Say he at least got. He's not Meshachar b'Shabbos. So says Rav Zevin, that's kedoshim to you. Said to call Adas b'nei Yisrael, every Jew can sanctify themselves. You might say, oh, he reaches that level. He reaches that level. No, everybody has their own playing field. Everybody has their own. Kabbalah, what they're up to, and that's what they have to succeed in. Nam Raparshu Bahakel, Shalo Yachshivu, Shalomadregas Hakadusha, Yuchlu Lagiarakhide Skula. Only the Yachide Skula can reach Kedusha. No. Every Jew could achieve Kedusha as long as they pass the test that is their level. Everyone has the Kedusha of Kla Yisrael. That's exactly what we just said. Both Seirim. It doesn't matter if you're the Seer Lashem or the Seer Lazazel. As long as one is in the context of Avodah Hashem, so then one is, has the ability and the potential to be a Kadosh, Kadoshim T. Okay, that gets us started. And now we continue with a thought that really is, uh, really pretty, uh, amazing Hashkach. I prepared this year before, before today, and, uh, Manalitzlan Klai Yisrael suffered, a very difficult loss today. Rav Aaron Lichtenstein, Zechatzadik Levracha. And we don't quote him so often. But, punk this week, there's something in the Marmakomos from yesterday that happens to be here based on the notes from Rav Aaron Lichtenstein. There is a Sefer, Avodas Yom Kippurim, with Rav Solveitchik's Torah, his father-in-law. And uh, just, just one of the stories that I heard today, again, those in the Chutzlars might be listening to this the, the following week, one of the stories that I heard today from an aide Naaman, that he said that when Rav Aaron used to travel from Yerushalayim to the yeshiva in Gush every, every, every day to give shir, he always used to park in the first parking lot, right when he got into the parking lot. He parked in the first parking spot and then he walked from there to the yeshiva. And they, they, they asked him, you know, there's a lot more spots that are closer. You know, Rebbe doesn't have to walk across the whole parking lot. So he said, the, the yeshiva pays for my gas. So when I get to yeshiva, I'm here. So what gives me the right to park any closer to the yeshiva building? 
That's the type of Gadol that we're talking about here. Somebody once noted that the Chafetz Chaim was known as such a tzaddik that his Chachma, and he was such a huge Taman Chacham, that was like nobody realized that. That was like in hiding. I see, so you look at the Bir Alachi, you look at all of his other Svarim. You know, sometimes you have a great man that his one element of his hides his other. So, Uncle of Aaron Lichtenstein, his Chachma, his unbelievable brilliance, you know, might have hid his, his, his righteousness and his, and his, and his Midos. Just one little story of an example, but uh, Baruch Hashem, we get to quote his Torah, his Torah tonight. So, based on Shiurim that Rav Solveitcha gave in the summer of 1964, and Rav Aaron Lichtenstein's notes, they put out a sefer, Mosad Rav Kok of Avodas Yom Kippurim, uh, all about the Avodah and the main sugis in Meseches Yuma, and we get to talk about it a little bit based on one pasuk in the parsha. We go back now to Parsha Zachremos, Perak Tezayin, Pasik Chaf Aleph. In the middle of the Avoda, the Pazik describes, as we know, the Kohen Gadol does three viduyim, three viduys on Yom Kippur. And that's what we do on, we repeat it in the Musaf on Yom Kippur. The Samach, he has three. He has his own animal, he has the, the animal on behalf of all the Kohanim, and they have animal on behalf of all Kal Yisrael. And he does smicha, he leans on the animal, let's read Pazik Chafalif. V'samach Aharon eshtei yadav al rosh hasa'ir achai and Aaron is somech eshtei yadav al rosh hasa'ir achai v'hisvada alav es kol avonos b'nei Yisrael he's misvada uh, he says vidui he confesses all the sins of Am Yisrael v'es kol pishayehem l'chol chatosam and all of their sins v'nasan osam al rosh hasa'ir he puts them he puts the chato the the chatoim he puts the sins on the rosh hasa'ir v'shilach v'yad ish iti amid bara sends it out. That's the Sir Lazazel. He sends it out. Question. What's Vidui? Vidui is part of the tshuva process. Vidui is the ultimate, the final stage. Without Vidui, I didn't do tshuva. That's clear in the Rambam. The Rambam says in Hilchos Tshuva, in source number three, call a mitzvah Sheba Torah, Bain Asei Bain Losa Asei. Every mitzvah, im avar adam alachas mehen beimiz on the beimishkaga. The first halach in ilchas shuva. If somebody violates beimazid bishogeg kishe yaaset shuva, famous formulation, shuva is the kit not chayat to do shuva. That's not for now. When one does shuva, v'yashuv mecheto chayav lehisvados lefnel kabarachu. You have to be misvada. Vidu is something very personal. It's the final stage of the shuva process. How could vidui be done through a shliach? How could the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur ask Rav Salvechik through the conduit of Rav Lichtenstein, how could the Kohen Gadol say vidui for the whole rest of Klai Yisrael? Or for his fellow Kohenim? Vidui, I'm sorry, I can't believe I did it. How is that possible? How could it be done through a shliach? Number one. Number two, if we keep reading the Rambam, the Rambam here, continuing, what is Vidui? We know there are three parts to Vidui. Three parts to Vidui. What is Vidui? Line 7. Ziv Vidui Dvarim. Based on the Pasuk and Parshas Naso. Vidui is a mitzvah saseh. Ketan mitzvah. How does one say Vidui? Omer. Anav. Hashem. Chatasi avisi pashati lefanecha. Please Hashem. I sin. Three different ways again in front of you. Viasizi kach lekach. Number one, mentioning the sin. Number two, I feel bad about it. Not just I did it, but I feel bad about it. I wish I hadn't done it. And number three, Number three, And I'm really going to try never to do it again. That's vidui. Mentioning the chait. Charata ala avar, kabala ala asid. Bukhala marbel, his vados, umarb binyinze, hare zemishubach. And says the Rambam, anybody who's marbe in doing vidui and marich, that's mishubach, that is, that is praiseworthy. Question number two. You don't have that on Yom Kippur either. So, how can you do vidui bechlal? And number two, this vidui seems deficient. What does he say? He just says the chait. Doesn't, doesn't uh, say they feel bad about it. Even if you want to say it works through a shliach, doesn't say they're never going to do it again. No, he just says, this is their chait, I want kapara. That's all the Kohen Gadol does. 
And the question is, how exactly does that, how do, exactly does that work? Says Rav Salvechik now in source number four, in Sefer Avodas Yom Kippurim. In his classic style, in his classic style, two types of vidui. Wine five. Two types of vidui. There's a vidui of Hilchas Shuvah and there's a vidui of Avodas Yom Kippurim. Hilchas Shuvah, he quotes what we just said, right, the three parts, line nine, the vidui shall Kohen Gadol, le'umazos, regarding the vidui of the Kohen Gadol, in contrast, ein charata al ha'avar, o kabbalah la'asid, nothing. The Ramam says, zei karo shal vidui. What do you have to say? It's a different type of vidui. There are different types of viduyim. Line 13. Venira. Sheyeshnei sugim shel vidui. Two types of vidui that we have in halacha. Number one, the one that we're mostly used to, and that's the one in Ilchas Shuva, is vidui as an expression and the final stage, possibly, of the tshuva process. Yesh vidui shenoad lios bitui miluli. That's tshuva. If I can't say what I did, and I can't say I'm sorry about it, I haven't done tshuva yet. Right? It's so hard for us, for children, to verbalize, I'm sorry. Even if I recognize that I did something wrong. But to say I'm sorry, that's part of the tshuva process. If it's just in our heart. If we haven't explicated, ain't shuvaso ela begeder, hear her ba'alma. It's not, it's not uh, effective. Ukemoshe tshuva mechayevas akaras achet. And just like tshuva is mechayev, recognizing what I did wrong, charata la'avar, vekabala la'asid, just like tshuva requires all of those three elements, kachabala hisvados. So to vidui, tzorach lechlol es kolat tchanim tchunim ha'ila. Also the, all of these elements. Ach, line 18, yesh gam sug nosaf shel vidui, but there's a second type of vidui. And that's the vidui in our parsha, And that's the, the vidui in the Rambam in Avodas Yom HaKippurim. Asher itu yohu la'acher shechazer adam etshuva. This type of vidui might even exist by an individual, but it, it does exist, vada, by Yom Kippur. Where might it exist by an individual? Vizos apiyakasuv. That's the Pasuk of David HaMelech. Kip sha'ay an the Khatasi Negdi Tamid. What does that mean? The sin is always in front of me. The Raman Paskins. Averosh is Vadaleb Yomakipurim Zeh. Choserum is Vadaleb Yomakipurim Acher. Even if I did Shuva on one Yom Kippur and I never did that Avera again the entire year, I have to say Vidui about it the next Yom Kippur anyway. Afapishu Omi Bichuvaso. Because of this Pasukin Deilam, Khatasi Negdi Tamid. What type of Vidui is that? That's not the Vidui of Chuva. Because you already did tshuva. And you didn't do the Avera again. So this second, the following year, I have to do tshuva, I have to do vidu, this Yom Kippur, for Averas I did 10 years ago. Why? I never did that Avera again. It doesn't matter. It's Mechaya Vidui. Why? What's that Vidui? And that's the Vidui that the Yom Kippur, that the Kohen Gadol does. What is that Vidui? Not part of the tshuva process. Pashut she Vidui ze eno chedek mitalach ha-tshuva atzmo. It's just a tool. It's just a mechanism to try to get close to Hashem. To try to be meratzeh, to appease, to bring myself close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When I say I'm sorry about something that I don't even have to say I'm sorry for again, or not even that, I recognize how I have violated in the past, so that already, I recognize that, and that makes the receiver of that vidui feel, quote-unquote, in quotes, feel good, so to speak, kaviyachol. It brings me closer. That's vidui of Yom Kippur. Nira Lomar, Shavidui Shalakohen Gadol, Eino Midin Shuva. And you can't do vidui of Shuva with a shliach. Shari Eino Yachol Shuva Al-Chatoim Shal Bnei Beiso, Echav HaKohen Yishakla Yisrael. You can't do vidui of tshuva on behalf of another person. Hakohen agadol lo misvade ela kedei lahasik kapara v'slicha. What's his purpose? To bring Jews closer to Hashem. Hashem, they they did this. They want to be close to you. It's just a declaration. It's not a finishing. It's not a completion. V'lachein 
who mistapik rak bas karas achatoyim, and that's why just mentioning sins is enough. Ubavakashas akapara lehem zui asiba, and that's why it's nothing about the future, nothing about the past. It's just a mention, and that is good enough for the vidui of Yom Kippur. Two types of viduyim. It applies to us every Yom Kippur also. As we think about our previous, all the years, even if we haven't returned to the sin, vidui of tshuva and vidui of ritzui, vikapara, standing separate from anything, any process beforehand. Adkan, divrei, Rav Lichtenstein, Zechron of Racha, Aliyah for the Neshama, and the words of Rav Salvech. Okay, moving right along. There is more to this parsha than the Avod of Yom Kippur. So now we go towards the end of Achremos to a very famous Pasuk. Perakim Ches Pasuk Hey, we've quote, discussed this in the past. Right before Shishi. Follow the laws. Follow my Mishpatim, follow my Chukim. Keep my laws, Chukim and Mishpatim. Vachai Bahem. And live in them. Ani Hashem. And then we go into the Arayas. What does Vachai Bahem teach us? So we know the Gemara in Mesechah's Yuma, the top of source number five on the top left. Top of source number five, the Gemara at the end of Yuma, da Pehemabes. The Gemara there has six or so sources for the Halacha of Piyikuach Nefesh being Docha Shabbos. This being the most fam- one of the two most famous ones. It's with three exceptions, we have to live. And therefore, if we are in a state of ones, we have to violate so that we stay alive. Right? That's So we live in this world. So if we would ask, what does Vachai Bohem mean? What is you shall live in them? It's a reference to Olam Hazeh. Vachai Bohem. Live in them. Be able to do mitzvos. That's how Chazal Darshan. But if you look at the Unkelis and you look in Rashi, that's not what they say. And sometimes we don't contrast this. We don't pick up on this. We might know that Gemara. And we might be Mavar Sendra, but we don't realize that's not what Rashi says. Beferish. Let's look at Unkelis first. Let's go in historical order. Right, Pasuk in Pasuk A. V'sitrun yos kiyamav yos dinai, diabed yos honenasha, ki my laws, v'yeche bohon l'chaye alma. What does chaye alma mean? That's not this world. That's olam haba. And if we didn't believe it, look at Rashi. V'chay bohem l'olam haba. Do the mitzvos, so you live in olam haba. Shem tomar b'olam hazev alo sofa humeis. Because if you say Olam Hazeh, well, you're not going to live forever anyway. So Vachai Bohem can't mean Olam Hazeh. So Rashi says it refers to Olam Abba. Fascinating. Rashi doesn't usually do this so much. Right? But Farish go against a Maimar Chazal that says Pshat. Sometimes he'll quote it. The Rashbam sometimes does this. But it's not such the Derech of Rashi, but that's not a problem. Rashi's giving what he thinks is the Pshat of the Pasuk. But says the Nesivah Shalom. Is it really true that we have to say there is a contradiction here? That there is a machlokas here? Line 7 on the top left. These are two contradictory pshatim. According to Chazal, V'chai Bohem is doing mitzvos in this world. According to Rashi, is not referring to doing the mitzvos, but receiving schar. We're not doing mitzvahs in Olam Abba. Right? So what is it? V'chai bohem al scharim ba'olam Abba. So, Pashtus, there's a, there's a, not a difficulty, but there's two different ideas here. The Chazal and Rashi. But we'd rather not say that, number one. Number two, so if this is true, then what's the Pasuk telling me? Do mitzvos and chai bohem, according to Rashi, and you'll get schar in Olam Abba for it. Is that usually the motivation that's given to us? We all know the first mission, the first parak in Perkei Avos. The Mishnah tells us, Right? This is a very shalolishma type of suggestion. Do it to get schar. Do it because Hashem wants you to do it. Says the Nesiva Shalom, I think you can make Shalom between the two pshatim. Again, using a little poetic drush license, but he says, I think you could put them together. 
Classic Slanim Rebbe. Shevachai Bahem Kolo Bamashma Uso Beis Hadvarim. No, Vachai Bahem really means two things. Yes, of course, it means what Chazal tell us halachically. You have to live and not, and violate <laughs> instead of giving one's life in those cases. But there's something else. Sheresh's Inyan Vachai Bahem. Hainu. Vachai, be alive, Bahem, in them, in the mitzvahs. Do the mitzvahs when you're alive. Do the mitzvahs with life, with fire. Shekiyam ha mitzvah, sheyekaimon bechius. Be mekayim them with, with, a, with a liveliness. Shekal mitzvah, sheyehudi mekayim, yekaimon behislavus. Ubechius kolagov evarim, when we do a mitzvah, it can't be when we're sleepwalking. Right, it has to be with a with a fire, it has to be with an excitement, it has to be with a vigor. Bibchinas, as we say every Shabbos morning, tamarna. All of my bones should say Hashem Michamocha. My whole body has to get into it. shall mitzvahs like those who have the min, the minhag to say certain tfilos before they do a mitzvah. Many have the minhag to say it before talus and tfilin in the morning. But at the end of the paragraph of Hindi Mechavi Manachas Tfilin, it says, the Kavanas, Vitayag Mitzvah Satulyim Ba Amin That's how it ends. So he says, what do we throw that in there for? You're doing one mitzvah. What do you say? And all the Tayag Mitzvahs are totally on the Tayag Mitzvah Satulyim Ba Amin He says, what is that? He says, Hainu. Shekal Tayag Mitzvahs Tuluyos Be Mitzvah Pratis. All mitzvahs are totally on each, every other mitzvah. You know why? Because every mitzvah that we do properly, with a chiyus, with a, with an excitement, that affects our whole guf. That affects our whole religious personality. And therefore it affects our other mitzvahs. Mitzvah, goreris mitzvah. If we do a mitzvah properly, he writes elsewhere, that causes me another mitzvah if I do it properly. If I'm excited about it. That always happens. It's a snowball effect. It works the other way too. If I'm sleeping and I'm lazy about one mitzvah, it's going to affect uh, usually other mitzvahs. If I don't get up for, for uh, get there on time, then I'm probably not going to do this properly, and it's going to it's going to snowball. But in the positive, even if it's just one limb that is using being used, you got to put your whole body. Gotta put your whole being into the mitzvah. The chaybahem, veloshayamus bahem. Live in them. Yes, Chazal say it's talking about olamazeh, but there's another idea. Not just, you know, violate so that you can live to do the mitzvahs, but do the mitzvahs with a life. Do the mitzvahs with a, with a, with a, uh, with a fire in us. Right? Eish tamid, tukalam is beach, an arm is beach. There's gotta be an eish tamid. And therefore he says, the inyan zeh. Who Now he's bridging to Rashi. If we do mitzvahs in this way, then we're also affecting our existence in Olam Haba. Aderach Sha'amar, he quotes one the Karliner, Shashama, Kiachrizu Bashamayim Shiyhudi Hamakayim, as a Torah Mitzvah, Vishomar Shabbas, Vakala Dikdukim, Achino Margish Tainak Vashabas. If somebody does every diktukalacha, but doesn't feel anything about it. It's dry. It's dry. He's not excited. He doesn't feel, he doesn't let it become part of him. Haray, kasher yalo la'olama elyon. So when he goes upstairs, yitnu l'chelo ko b'ganeidin, asmiraso l'sashabbos. Achu yesham kesafsal hamunach b'ganeidin. Shagam shom lo yargish klum. You won't, you don't feel anything in this world? You don't let something be felt in this world? Right, this doesn't mean chas v'shalom, the emotions are supposed to get over and we're not supposed to do the mitzvah properly. Obviously do the mitzvah properly. But it means we have to be excited about it. We gotta be on fire when we do mitzvahs. And if we do that, then we're gonna be on fire in Olam Haba also. In Ganeidim we're gonna be on fire. We're gonna be excited. We're not just gonna be there. Okay, we do the mitzvah, we're gonna be there. But we're gonna be there and it's gonna be boring for us there. Just like it was here. It's whatever it's going on here. A very sharp thought, says the Nesiva Shalom, the more excitement we have here, the more enjoyment we're going to have in Olam Haba. Because it's all about making it part of us. 
So the fire that we create now, the v'chai bahem and olam hazeh, creates what kind of chai bahem we're going to have in olam haba. And it's not, it's not, he says, reward. Answering the second question. It's a natural outgrowth. Because we become certain types of people. If we're this type of person that's excited about Avodah Hashem, well, that's all there is in Olam Abba, serving God. So if we love it now, then we're going to love it then. And we have to do our best to try to condition ourselves to love it as much as we can and be excited about it. And he even adds, he even adds, what's the first half of the Pasuk? Ushmartem es chukosai ves mishpatai asher yaseosam hadam v'chai bohem. Chukim and Mishpatim. And which is even first in the Pasik? Chukim. Chukim Fachai Bohem. Says the Nasir Shalom now on the right side, on the bottom. Vidgisha Torakanushvatim is Chukosai. The Chukosai Nusha Time of Musak. We don't even understand the Chukim. And we do them why? Because Hashem tells us even those we have to be excited about. Shabbat Mitzvah Shadam, when we don't wear Shatnis. Right? Whenever all the, all the Chukim, Basar Bechalav. If we understand it, then we, it's more exciting for us. The Kasva Torah, the Torah says, even the Chukos, we don't understand it. And therefore, sometimes people might even reject them. We have to do them with the same Islavus and the same excitement that we have. And that's what he says. That puts together the Vachai Bohem of Olam Hazer, of Chazal, and the Chai Bohem of Olam Haba, of Rashi and the Unkelis, the Vachai Bohem here creates the Vachai Bohem there. Okay. Try to have a little of everything in tonight's year. A little halacha, a little lumdis, a little musr. So, try to touch on everything. Okay, let's continue. Perak Yudches, Pasig Yudches. Says the Torah, in one of the Arayos, we don't always focus on one of the Arayos, we're going to focus on one of them tonight. One of the Arayos is Achos Isha. Achos Isha. A man is not allowed to marry two sisters. Not allowed to marry two sisters. Says the Pasik, You can't. What is unique, though, is twofold. One linguistic and one logic. Number one is linguistic. This is the only Isser that the Torah seems to give a reason uniquely for the Isser. You can't marry two sisters. Why? Why? One extra word added there. Litzror. What is litzror? So that means, Rashi says, Lashon Tsara. A Lashon of Tsara means a pain. But Tsara in halachic terminology means a co-wife, which are pains to each other. So the Torah says, don't marry two sisters because they're going to be co-wives to each other. As if that's the reason for the Isser. What does that mean? Question one. Question two, which kind of answers question one, but we'll have it as two questions and then we'll put it together. We know Achos Isha is, the, is unique in the world of Arayos. It's the only one of Arayos that changes upon death. If a man is married to a woman and the woman dies, the man is still ushered to all of the woman's relatives that he was ushered to when she was alive. Her mother, her daughter, all the, all the relatives are still ushered, with one exception. Achos Isha. Achos is the only one. It says right here. You don't have to look too far. Right? The only one that changes after death. After Gerishin, it's still usher. If a man marries a woman and divorces his wife, then he can't mar- not marry the sister. But if he's, the wife dies, then he, then he can. So why is that the only Isser that changes after death? Says the Ramban. Says the Ramban. Got to do a Ramban. Source number six. Says the Ramban, Litzror legalos ervasalebe chayeha ubekan yifaresh akasif tamo iser yomar. Why does the pasuk say why is usher here? Yomar to tell us sheino raui shetikach isha elachosa litzroros on zulazu kihen reuios shetiana oavosu azu velo shetiana tsaros. Why is a sister usher to the man? If the man is already married to the other sister, usually there's there's 
a blood issue. There's a direct connection. You know why mother and daughter are usher? Because if he's married to the mother, the daughter came directly from the mother. Right? Uh, the mother-in-law, whatever it is. The two sisters are parallel. They're not normal blood... Re- they're blood relatives through a third party. Right? All the other Isurim are direct with each other. Two sisters are through a third party. Says the Ramban, that's not classic She'er Basar. That's not classic Erva. She'er, that definition stays forever. But here, what's the, what's the root problem? They're not She'er. The problem is they're going to hate each other. And you can't have sisters hating each other, says the Ramban. So when one is alive, it's still a problem. After one dies, there's no problem anymore. That's why only this one changes. That's why only this Isser is the one, the reason given in the Torah, because it's not classic She'er Basar like all the other Arayos that involve two people, where it's one directly connected to the other one. Point number one. And then another point regarding Achos Isha. There is a halacha. We'll see the answer of this. We see the question, classic uh, type of question by a certain genre of achronim, including the Meshachachma, as we'll see right now in source number seven. There is a Gemara in the beginning of Masechus Yevamos that discusses the Parhelim Dover Sheltzibur. What is the Parhelim Dover Sheltzibur? Where Bezdin makes a mistake. Can't fathom that. The Bezdin of 71 makes a mistake. Bezdin makes a mistake. The majority of Klal Yisrael follow them. Follow that mistake. If that occurs, then the halacha is from Parshas Vayikra. Though normally each person has to bring their own carbon, Bezdin brings one carbon on behalf of everybody. The par helam davar shel when Bezdin recognizes that they paskind incorrectly. Par helam davar shel Which type of avera? are we talking about here that Bezin gets everybody to do? What if Bezin gets everybody to, you know, wear shotness? Right? They say this is not called shotness. And they let everybody wear it. And then they find out, no, they decide we were wrong. There's no carbon there. There's no parhelam davar shel there. Doesn't apply to shotness. Doesn't apply to basavachalav. Doesn't apply to, what averis? So the halacha is, it only applies to an avera that if you would do b'meizid, you'd be chayef kares. And if you do Bishogig, you'd be Chayavachatos. Those two usually go together. That's the halacha. It only applies to very serious crimes. What's the source of this? What's the source that it only applies to a serious Aveira of Chatos and Kares? Says the Gemara, Achos Isha. A Gezeira Shava, the same word appears in the context of Achos Isha and the context of Parhelam Dover Shaltzibur. So Achos Isha is the source, just like Achos Isha is an Isser Kares. And if it's Bishoge Chatas, so too all Averos. Only the ones that are Chayav Kares and Bishoge Chatas is the type that Bezdin brings one carbon on behalf of everybody. Says the Gezeira Shava. So we might have read the Gemara and just said, let's move on. Says the Meshachachma, no, no, no. There's content and reasons for every limud and shas. For every limud that Chazal makes, it's for a purpose. Out of all the arayos, out of all the averos that Chazal could have learned this from, why did they choose Achos Isha? That's the one that we learn that Harlem Davar Shaltzibar, Mezid Kares, Shogeg Chatas, that's the only time that it applies. Why? Why that Avera? Says the Meshachachma something very creative and something very beautiful. Ha'inyan line 4. What's the message of Achos Isha being the source? Mishum. There are some actions that are inherently abhorrent. Inherently terrible. Right, some actions. Kagon, Ritzicha, Niyof, Eshes, Ish. Right, like Ritzicha, murder, or Niyof, Znus, with an Eshes, Ish. Those are inherently abhorrent. You ask that anybody on the street. Those are terrible. V'yesh ma'isim, asher ha-mered gadol etzlam. There are others, though, that it's because of what they symbolize. And it's the acts of rebelliousness. It's not per se the action 
but it's what it reflects. And therefore, in the second type of category, if somebody did it by accident, so then the sin wouldn't reflect something so egregious. Because it was an accident. If it's all about what it symbolizes and not what it is inherently, so what's the difference between those two categories? Shogeg. Number one, even a shogeg is terrible because it's inherently abhorrent the action. But if it's the type of action that is because of what it represents, the act of rebelliousness that it represents, so then then even sh- the shogeg wouldn't be a problem. For example, kemoda amr, like it says in Makos, chovel ba'aviv b'shogeg. We know, if somebody wounds their father, their chai of Misa. What if somebody wounds their father, Bishogeg? Does he go to Ir Miklat? The answer is no. Because wounding somebody, okay, that's a problem. That's an Israelav. Wounding your father is only worse because it's your father. And you realize it's your father, and it's a lack of Kibbutz Ava'im. It's the opposite. But if you didn't realize it was your father, so this isn't inherently more abhorrent than hitting anybody else. So it's regular chavala. It's not chavala of a misa that would require going to an ear miklat. The chavala ba'aviv b'shogik patumigalos. Da hachet eino gado ba'atzmuso yoser mechavala b'chavero. Because the sin inherently is no greater than wounding anybody else. Just because it's my father. And this is what I'm doing to my father. But if it's a shogig, then it's not so bad. It's just that because it's my father. And when it's shogig, there's no, there's no father element here. Or it gives another example, outside the world of mitzvos. Also, even if somebody does something good, it could be looked at as a rebellious act. If you have an act and you're in a battlefield, Let's say you have a soldier who acts valiantly but was never asked to do what he was asked to do. And he wasn't needed to do it. So he's going to be held accountable. Even if he succeeded. Who asked you to do that? You're undermining the whole system of officer and soldier and captain and general. doesn't matter what you did. It's an act of merit. So the, the example of the shogig by a father is the act without the merit, and this is the merit without the act. So says the Meshachachma, now we get to Achos Isha. So let's think, where does Achos Isha belong? Is that category one or category two? Is that inherently abhorrent, marrying two sisters? Or is it, no, not so bad, if, it's not, if it's a shogig, it's okay. The Torah has to emphasize, shogeg is not okay. That's why this is the source given. This is in category two, not category one. How do you know? What? Why would I have thought that? Why would I have thought that marrying two sisters is not so bad unless you do it as a Maisa Mered? How about Yaakov Avinu? How about the birth of our nation came from such a relationship? So maybe I would have thought, how could you say the act is inherently abhorrent? How could you say that Shogeg is going to be still high of something? Says the Torah, don't ask me kashas from before my Ar Sinai. What they did has nothing to do with us, a topic we've discussed in the past. But the emphasis, why is this the source? That if Bezdin doesn't have, causes people to do an Avera, Bishogig, they're still high of a carbon, Achos Isha. Because that's the one that we might have thought isn't bad Bishogig. We might have thought it belongs in category two. Only if there's a Maisa merit element. But Shogig wouldn't be so terrible. Kamash Malan, that's the source that is given. Okay. Moving right along. A couple more thoughts for the, for the evening. Says the, says the Torah. One more here in Parshas Achremos. Torah continues with all of the Arayos. And this Kasha, I don't know why, Chorit should have been asked by everyone. All the Rishonim. Because they, 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 they knew of answers that they didn't all share with us. But we have all of the Arayos. And then in Pasik Chaf, Pasik Chaf, 
Chaf Aleph. After all of the arayos are given, don't give your child to the Molech of Odezara. Whether the people actually used to give their child and kill their child giving it to the Molech or just cast them through fire, whatever it is, the Isra of Molech is here. Right after Molech, what's mentioned in the Torah is just Pashup Shat. What's the next Pasik? Mishkav Zachar and Mishkav Behema. And then we finish... The Parsha. Question. What's Molech doing there? What's Molech stuck in the middle? Not Mamish in the middle, but you have all of the Arayos, then you have Molech, then you have Mishkav Zachar, Mishkav Eimah. Like, the question, once you see it, screams out at you. What's it doing before we finish the Arayos? And the question really might be better than the answer, but maybe for homework, we have to look for more answers. The Abarbanel deals with this question. He gives a little... Answer, but if you look in the Kamotzi Shalorov, source number eight, he has another answer. Another answer based on context. Line nine. Seder Advarim Shenirolanu Kitamua, Suda Vadafkakach, Kadelo Amdenu Davar Gadol. It's meant to teach us something important. Having Molech right after all of the other Chiyuve Krisus. Besides the ones afterwards, where obviously there is no child being created. It's somewhat hard for us to imagine, not somewhat, it's very hard for us to imagine a parent being willing to give over a child in this way. Especially according to the Rishonim that say that the child is, is killed. How could a parent do this? What parent? And, and it seems to be very prevalent. There's even an area right outside, right outside the old city, New Shalayim, where they think was the Molech area, where they used to set up. So, what parent would do this? So the Torah is giving us a little insight into why some people might choose to do this, but the Torah makes sure to say it's us. Where does the Torah put it? After all, the Chiyuve Krisus. And if one would violate any of these Chiyuve Krisus, what would be the product? Mamzerim. Mamzerim. Maybe one would think, says the Kamosi Shalorav, that they're different. Amim Rabim Nohagu, look throughout history. We don't have to look throughout history. Look to 70 years ago. Right? Somebody is an invalid, they're not, that their life is not worth living. Somebody is old, somebody is crippled, somebody has a problem, their life is not worth living. We have had that attitude by nations throughout the world. And nations even killed children who were born out of wedlock. Or worse. How could you have this child here? He's going to... It's Bushu Chlima. Banim Sulim. Yugam Avos Rachmaniim Sha'alula Mahavir Ba'esh. Even the most rachamonist, compassionate parents. Now you can have them. All different types. Physical, you know, spirit, whatever it is, they're not interested. The Torah, in the middle, of the, right after all the Arias are finished, before we finish with Mishkav Zachar and Mishkav don't give your child to Molech. We don't judge. You don't judge, says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the value of a human life. Human life is infinitely valuable every moment. Right, and that's umi zaracha from your zera, even if it's from these zera of our misuri arayas. Right, don't don't give it to molech, because the positive message for us is every moment of life, every moment of life is infinitely valuable. It's not ours to be labailim on moments of life. Doesn't matter who the person or the child is. Okay, moving right along, we are now going to Parshas Kedoshim. We did have a thought from Kedoshim at the beginning of the year. Let it be known. But now we continue. Let's talk for a moment about the most famous three words in either of these two Parshios, and that, of course, is the Ahafta Lereacha Kamocha, quoted in Kedoshim Perek Perek Yutes Pasik Yurches. Somebody once asked, this is quoted in the Anaf Eitz Avos, Ravadi Yosef's commentary on Perkei Avos, 
So anyone's asked the brother of the Hafla, Hafla was the Rebbe of the Chassam Sofer, Ravadia has this on the Mishnah of Yehikavod Chavercha, Chavavalecha Kishalcha. So anyone's asked the brother of the Hafla, how is this possible? But not in the normal way that we ask the question. We usually ask the question of, how is it possible to love anybody like yourself? You love yourself more. Okay, that's one kasha. But there's another kasha. How is it possible to love every Jew equally? Love, recha, means recha b'mitzvot, means the Jews. So love all Jews like you love yourself. Meaning, forget the problem of comparing others to me, but what about comparing others to others? There's a lot of people out there. And maybe I have feelings, but, you know, my family and my friends and my, my this and my... They're not equal. So that's the that's besides another question, which the Ramban already answers, Guzma. But what about this question? How is it? Line 16 on the side. And the answer that the brother of that flaw, of Shmuel Shmelka Harwitz, gave to the questioner was as follows. You're right, it is impossible. But that's not what the mitzvah demands of us. Let me give you a mashal. What about yourself? Do you love every part of yourself equally? And the answer is no. What is he talking about? Let's say somebody's about to punch me in the heart. What do I do? I'll put my arm to block. What do you mean? Don't I love my arm? I'd rather my arm get hurt than my heart get hurt. Why? Because my heart is more meaningful to me than my arm. Let's say I'm going to get a, a hit to the head. What do I do? I put my arms on my head. What am I doing? Why is that our natural reaction? Because... Our arms could get hurt. We put something in front of our face. We put some... I need those to live also. That's why I love them more. I do love my pinky also. And if something happens to my pinky, I'm upset about it. And if something happens to any part of my body, I'm upset about it. But not every part of my body, not all parts of my body are created equal. Says Anafesavos, that's true about love of Jews also. It doesn't say you have to love everybody equally. You have to love each Jew, period. But it doesn't say equally. Fine, the great leaders. Love them. Says the Anathis Avos, we have to remember the love of, of every Jew, even if the love is not exactly the same for each one. Okay. Maybe one final point. We're going to skip number 10 for now, and if we have time, we'll come back. Let's go to source number 11. A clay yucker to take home with us, a clay yucker for the ages. He says this idea four or five times in his commentary. But we have to relate it right now to, um, to our lives. The Pazak tells us, I wanted to end with this, that's why it's a little out of order, back in Parshas Achremos. Pazak tells us in Perak Yurches Pasik Gimel. Like the Maisim of Eretz Mitzrayim that you live there, do not do. And like the actions of Eretz Kanan that I am bringing you there, don't do. Question number one, ethically, why the repeat of Lo Sasu? Just put them together. It's as if there are two different messages. It's as if what happened in Mitzrayim and what happened in Canaan were different and they each require a separate Lo Sasu. Like what you did in Mitzrayim, like the, or it doesn't even say, it says the actions of Mitzrayim, that you live there, and Eretz Canaan, that I bring you there, don't do. Question one. We'll leave it at that for now, and we'll answer the second question without even asking it. Let's see what he says. Source number 11. There are two separate Averas that we did. 
One regarding Mitzrayim and one regarding Kena'an. Says the Klayakar. Alasher bikshu leishev yeshiva shal keva b'mitzrayim. Kemosh epirashti l'mala sofashas vayigash. We have to think about it. Chazal tell us four-fifths of our nation were killed in Choshech. What does that mean? How many millions of Jews were killed in Choshech? Why? Chazal tell us because they didn't want to leave. They didn't want to leave? After everything they've been through, they didn't want to leave? So misguided? They liked where they were. They liked Gaulus. They liked, I'm going to go to the desert. I don't know what I'm going to eat there and be nervous. This land, Hashem tells us it's a great land, but who knows? Right? You know, right here, I have my vadai, cucumbers and fish. I have what I need. You know, it's a little tough. You know, they take some of the kids and throw them into the Nile. But you know what? I'm happy here. It's good here. Golas is good. Ukemase Eretz Mitzrayim Lotasu. As I said in in Vayeshev Yisrael Eretz Goshen, Sheba Ashmas Yisrael Yedaber. We're talking about the guilt of Am Yisrael. Ve'ashimim Elokim Al Shebikshu Leishiv Yeshiva Shel Keva B'Makom Asher Amar Elokim Lohem Kiul Shama Geirim Belo Toshavim. Hashem says, "Go to be Geirim." They became Toshavim. They became connected to the culture of Egypt. They became connected. They were comfortable in Mitzrayim. They were comfortable. It was terrible in Mitzrayim. But they were comfortable there. And they said, Hashem, it's okay. Hashem says, Like that Maisa that you did, that you did in Mitzrayim. What's that? Asher that you had a yeshiva there, that you weren't a ger there, you were a shabitashim yeshiva shell, keva, don't do that again. Don't love galus, says the Klayakar. Don't be comfortable there. Especially the Goliaths that are going to be more comfortable than Mitzrayim. Don't be comfortable there, says the Klayakar in the 1500s in Prague. Lo tasu lavaki yeshiva shel keva. Bein im sorer ha'olchim baderach lotof pentilbudu mimaseim. Number one, don't do like you did in Mitzrayim. And now, the flip side, ukemase eretz kena'an, and like the actions of eretz kena'an, to make it parallel, it has to be something about we did related to kena'an. Well, that's not too hard. Hainu, shehumashim es Yisrael al shemaasu be'eretz hakadosha. Right? We rejected. Hashem tells us it's an amazing land. Yoshua and Kalei tell us it's an amazing land. The two greatest tzaddikim. No, I don't think so. Asher Isa Chaviva Ala Avos, Veva Masubo, the Avos, Moshe, Aaron, Veva Masubo, and Am Yisrael were disgusted. Eretz Canaan, that's where you want to take us. Do they have there what I need? That's the second Losasu. Kemase Eretz Canaan. What Maisa? Asher ani shama that you got upset that I'm bringing you there. You see that I'm bringing you there. So how many times did you complain about it? That's what you did. Two separate losasus. Don't love Galus and don't be Moes in Artsenu Hakadosha. Says the Klayakar. And then he even con- continues it with the next uh, psukim. He says, related to the first thing of don't follow what happened in Mitzrayim, he says, that's uvuchu koseyam lo seilechu. You're following too much like them. And number two, following, you can't hate what's going on in Eretz Yisrael. He says, ushmartem You've got to keep the mitzvahs there. There are special mitzvahs that you're going to do there. See, so even towards the end, connects the, connects the psukim. This time of year, as we uh, remember the great Nisan that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has done for us. Again, if we think about what's happened over the past 70 years, 60 years, 150 years even, we think about the tremendous Matan HaKadosh Baruch Hu allows us today to have more Jews learning Torah today than in the history of the world. Think about that. What tremendous HaKadosh Atov we have to have to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, That He allows us to build a country, that He allows us to be in a place where we have not like the Ramban who comes and he threw everything away to come and he didn't even find a minion in Yerushalayim. But the gift that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given us. Rav Zalman Malamid, the Rosh Hashiva in Beit El, 
in Torah number 12, in one of his Svarim writes, we say at Nlela Seder, we say, If Hashem wouldn't have taken us out of Mitzrayim, what would still be the case? We have to sometimes think about, if Hashem hadn't done this, where would we be? So says Reb Zalman Malamid, Ilu lo kama hamedina, Four years after the Holocaust, Jews were decimated. Torah was decimated. The great yeshivas were lost. What was this, What would have been? Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky writes the same thing. We've quoted that in Parsha's bow in the footnote. The same thing. What was the state of affairs? What would be if Hashem wouldn't have given us an opportunity after the greatest calamity and tragedy on the face of the earth in the history of the world? Where would we be physically? Where would we be spiritually? With all the assimilation that has taken place over the past 70 years. Imagine if there was no connection of an Israel for a Jew throughout the globe to connect to a Jewish homeland. And this is not talking about politics. This is talking about Lemaisa. Four years after the Holocaust, those who still, who still remember what it was and anybody who speaks to their parents and grandparents, was there any Hasaga that, that the Jews were, were going up? The Hakaras HaTov that every Jew must feel for HaKadosh Baruch Hu giving us an opportunity to be able to live in Eretz Yisrael, to be able to visit Eretz Yisrael, to be able to go to Makomas HaKadoshim. So that's, that's the Klayakar. The Klayakar says we can't we can't do the sins again. Ezra Sofer, they didn't come back to a second base of Migdash. We think it's a new a new thing that if there's a base of Migdash, everybody's going to come. We have to keep our we have to keep davening. By Yesheni, many Jews didn't come back either for a base of Migdash. It's okay here in Bavel. So we have to realize the Klayakar says we have to realize. Kodesh Baruch was given us, we say it in Benching, we say it in Shema, Hashem calls it Eretz Chem Datover Chava, we have to make sure we have that attitude, we have to make sure that we feel Hakaras HaTov to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Bel Hashem, Hashem should give us even more than what He has given us, a lot more than He has given us, there's so much more that can be given, and we should be Zochet to the Gula Shalema.